Hi, I'm Kenna Danielle, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. News. We're also live from downtown Conroe, FM 104.5, 106.1, Lone Star Community Radio. Been going strong for a while now. I'm your host, Margie Taylor, Taylor Eyes PR, and we welcome you here listening today live. Of course, this also is YouTube live as well. So uh, several guests today. We have our district attorney of Montgomery County, Brad Legan, will be on here today with his assistants, Shauna Redwine. Yes, I did say Redwine. And they'll be telling us a little bit about what they do. And then we'll have Sean Johnson from the city of Conroe. She's the manager of the transportation department, and they are having a big uh, grand opening celebration for new bus routes throughout uh, downtown Conroe. So we're going to hear about her in the second half, along with Zach Richmond of Remax, the Woodland Spring. And he is going to be talking to us about a big event that's happening at Mercedes-Benz this Thursday, May 10th, which is called Shelter for Shelter. And any donations, sponsorships, or anybody that goes to that event, which will happen Thursday night, that is getting matched dollar for dollar for a new shelter for Montgomery County Youth Services. So, uh, things that are going on. Uh, This show is all also sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic Center, which is located on Highway 105 by Taco Bell and Conroe High School. So Mother's Day is coming up. If you don't know that, you better get it together because that is this weekend, Mother's Day weekend. You don't just get a day. You get the whole weekend. I'm just saying. Being a mom and a grandma, it's important, and it's going to be a beautiful weekend. So I would suggest you shop downtown Conroe at Brownlee's Jewelry Store, which is 86 years old. So there's a reason they're 86 years old. They must be doing something right. So go down and check it out. There's also Cowtown Couture, which is right across the street from the Crichton Theater with a lot of fun boutique items for that contemporary lady. I have bought several things down there myself, not saying I'm necessarily contemporary, but they're fun stuff. So that's another idea. There's Mimi's on Main uh, and lots of different shops. And uh, of course, there's restaurants downtown. There's like six different restaurants. Get get to her, get mom a special gift certificate. Take her to uh, Gospel Sunday Brunch at the Red Brick Tavern. There's lots of entertainment this weekend, Friday and Saturday, at uh, the usual places, which being Red Brick Tavern, Pacific Yard House, the Corner Pub. There's also two shows at our theaters this week. There is Twin... Twindella, Twindarella, and that is at the Crichton Theater, both Friday evening and Saturday at 2 by the Bravo Company of the Youth Theater of Stage Ride of Texas. And uh, this is the second weekend for Kiss Me, Kate, and that is directed by our own Sean Thompson of The Morning Show, Mornings with Lone Star. So go and see that. And uh, that show, Kiss Me, Kate, will be uh, Friday through Sunday at the Owen Theater. You can still get tickets at owentheater.org. So there's a lot of fun things to do. And don't miss out at the Conroe Art League right next door to the Red Brick Tavern. They are having a special wearable art exhibit. So uh, local artists have uh, both clothing you can wear, 
phone cases, earrings, caps, hats, all kinds of things that are good for yourself, good for mom. There's even some stuff for guys in there. So go check that out. They're not open on Sunday or Mondays, but they are open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 5. So lots of different options for you. And do not forget about the uh, City of Conroe Parks and Recreation will hold Friday night movies in the park at Heritage Park. Every Friday night in May, they hosted their first one last Friday night with Moana. And the movie featured this week, May 11th, is going to be Batman Lego Movie. Um, I haven't seen that, so I don't know. But you can bring your lawn chairs, and it's a free family movie event that starts at dusk, about 8.15 or so. And it is free every Friday night in May. You can find out more details by going to thecityofconroe.org. So uh, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back with our guest, our first guest, the District Attorney of Montgomery County, Brett Legan. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Okay, here we go. So... Hopefully you're still watching us on Facebook Live at Conroe Culture News. We just had a little commercial break, but now we are rolling right in right into our first guest. We have several guests actually, so one might be a surprise to you, and that will be coming up shortly. But first guests here are Brett Legan, District Attorney, and his assistant, which is Shauna Redwine. Oh, and our third guest just rolled in and. Uh, will be featured shortly. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome to Conroe Culture News. <laughs> Thank you, Margie. I appreciate the opportunity to talk. Uh, when you and I had spoken earlier, uh, one of the things that people always ask me is, hey, what are your passions? What are the things that make you want to get a, out of bed? I've been an attorney for 22 years. I've been the DA for 10. So there are some days, obviously, they're more enjoyable than others. Um, but there's one thing constant, and it's been our position with crimes against children. 
So I had the opportunity to bring Shanna, uh, one of the prosecutors here. The, the DA's office is a, the technical term for it is a horizontally integrated paramilitary organization with a decentralized um, decision-making process. So what, is all, what all does that mean? What well, means I'm at the very bottom. My job is to delegate some of the authority. Uh, the responsibility is always mine, but the authority I can give away to people. And Shanna is one of the ones that we give it to, and she's got a very particularized role within the district attorney's office. There are 50, 52, 55 assistant district attorneys that work under me that will handle the 6,000 misdemeanors a year. Uh, I'm sorry, 6,000 felonies a year and about 10,000 misdemeanors a year. But Shan has wow. been with the office for so long that she has kind of risen to a point to where she originally handled uh, misdemeanor work, all the nonviolent things that you would expect a brand-new lawyer to kind of cut their teeth on, and then she worked her way into victims' crimes. And we've seen her as a supervisor. Uh, but Tana, uh, Shanna has a, a talent, uh, and it really has drawn her to crimes against children. Now, under the umbrella of crimes against children, we have Children's Safe Harbor. And if anybody who knows Victoria Constance knows that uh, if I if I am the uh, if the mouth of crimes against children, then uh, Victoria is the heart of crimes against children. And so the DA's office is co-located at Children's Safe Harbor with all of Victoria and her staff. You got the, the district attorney's office uh, who has personnel there, and we have law enforcement, including some from Cano PD, uh, some from Ryan Gable's office. And I'm trying to think, Sheriff's Department has people mm -hmm. assigned there currently as well. So... Shannon is one of our experts, but because the crimes that people commit against children are a myriad of types of crimes, you think to yourself, well, what type of crime would somebody uh, commit against a child? Well, it depends on what the age of the child is. Obviously, if you have a child who's nonverbal, somebody less than three years old, and you have a true predator, well, they would want to prey on a child who's nonverbal, a kid who can't speak up for themselves, and a kid that can't uh, fight for themselves. And so oftentimes those crimes are sexual in nature or uh, we have physical abuse of a child. And then we have all the, um, all the internet crimes against children. Now, those are all handled by specialists in the office. And what Shanna does, uh, what she has the, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse, but her talent really lies in dealing with physical crimes against children. And I was going to bring her on and uh, let her share some of her passion projects. But we also have a special guest uh, that helps with our work here. I've got uh, <laughs> Pam Trailer. I'm looking off camera. Uh, Pam has been with the DA's office since long before I was even walking, uh, talking as a child. M maybe not that long, but she has. Uh, she's one of our courthouse dog handlers, and uh, this is her second dog. Pam is incredible, and uh, we have a, a new dog that we deal with courthouse. Sumi. We'll get a chance to introduce y'all, but I thought maybe I'd give Shannon an opportunity to talk a little bit about some of the type of crimes that we handle uh, in her division. Yes, it sounds like it's a very stressful position, Shanna. <laughs> well, it, you know, it's, it's something that I feel blessed to do. You know, we, um, as we started, Brett's always had prosecutors specializing in crimes against children. And um, that kind of started out with our sexual abuse cases. And the chief of our, our unit out at Safe Harbor, Nancy, has been doing that for years and years. And I think what we started realizing was a lot of physical abuse cases needed just as much specialized attention, needed just as much um, time and, and specialization as the sexual abuse cases. And as we started reviewing some of those cases that were coming in, we saw that um, they might benefit from somebody, a specialist who handles just those type of cases. And Brett was gracious enough to let me go out there and to start handling those cases. And we've seen what we expected, that there's a ton of them, that they require um, just really specialized knowledge into some of the 
the medical consequences of a physical abuse of children, especially for the little bitty ones, um, the ones who can't speak, the ones who maybe even can't necessarily make an outcry or um, can't get the help that they need. We really rely on medical professionals um, to, to investigate those cases and to successfully prosecute them. And I've been able to, to start picking those cases up. And I think we've had a lot of success with it. Um, Shanna, expect- out of our uh, 6,000 felony cases, could you tell me about what's the percentage that y'all would see actually go through Safe Harbor and kind of break that down a little bit? Sure. So I'll tell you, at, at the Safe Harbor facilities themselves, I was just checking in with them this morning. Last year alone at Safe Harbor, they interviewed 1,750 children. Um, those are physical abuse cases. And this is all in Montgomery County. This is only Montgomery County. Right. Um, Safe Harbor they do um, serve some of our smaller neighboring counties, mm-hmm. um, but our local safe harbor saw 1,750 50 kiddos, and that's sexual abuse cases, physical abuse cases, and cases involving severe neglect um, and at-risk children. And this year alone, up through the end of April, they've already seen 806 children to so be this interviewed. Is, this is May, and it, we've seen two-thirds of the total of last right. year already. Yeah, that's just through through the end of April. Um and last year was a record-breaking year. They saw more kiddos than they, than they had ever seen, and we're already on pace to, to surpass that. Um, of those, my chief and my trial partner, um, Brittany Lidecker and I, uh, will, we screen a, a lot of them, and we will either take them and prosecute them within the division, or we'll send them on to a trial court where a senior felony prosecutor will handle them um, after we've had a chance to do some of the intake and assist detectives across the board with those investigations. And it really just heightens the level of our cases. Um, and frankly, it helps the prosecutors as well to be to be there right at the very beginning and know these cases and have our hands on them. Well, Shannon, before you get there, can you tell me what are some of the tools that you would have at your disposal um, to where you get to where you, you feel like you can make an assessment as to whether something's criminal, mm-hmm. whether something should be reviewed by CPS perhaps, or something that you say, you know, this is, it's, this is certainly a sad situation, but it doesn't cross the barrier. What, what tools do you draw on or what type of experience have you had that got you there to begin with? So, you know, before I ever went out to Safe Harbor, I was, I was handling felony cases. I was handling um, sexual abuse cases and physical abuse cases um, and all, all kinds of other felonies. I was in a trial court. And so you draw from that experience. But then specifically being housed out at Safe Harbor, we have the ability to be present for those interviews. And so there's a lot of them that we go to where we say, you know, it's, this needs definite C- CPS involvement. And we can facilitate that with the caseworkers and the investigators with uh, Child Protective Services. Removal from the home and things right. like that. And they're also housed there at Safe Harbor with us. So mm-hmm. within essentially the span of a parking lot, we have uh, CPS, we have the district attorney's office, we have multiple law enforcement agencies, um, and we have the the Safe Harbor staff. Who interviews do you, do you the remember kids. what the original thought process is as to why we'd want to be co-located? Um, well, I mean, I can tell you the experience that I've had being co-located. Um, I know that you made that decision probably when I was still handling DWIs, but, um, the, the benefit is very clear. Um, I, within a day, I would say of a, of a, of an extreme child abuse case occurring, I'm aware of it. I'm usually with the detective, um, on multiple occasions I've traveled to the hospitals with the detective. Quicker response, I'm Quicker sure. Quicker response. It's, yes. It's about re- not re-victimizing the victim. Right. And so, right. Typically, when you're dealing They're already with, being traumatized. Right. Absolutely. You're dealing with a child victim, and they're entering into an adult world. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes, whether it's an initial CPS investigation or law enforcement investigation, you'll have a stranger, an adult, come into a household or meet you at a doctor's office. And then that detective or that investigator or that CPS worker may take an initial response. 
And then, of course, then the parent is having to shepherd or ferry the child perhaps to a, a SANE exam, to a sexual abuse mm-hmm. nurse examiner. And that location may be in Galveston at times. It may be in Houston. And then once the child is done with that, they've been introduced to a whole new set of caring adults. But once again, a bunch of unfamiliar faces. Now, I don't know about you. It's all a scary situation. I don't even like going to the dentist. Right. And yeah, I, I've been I there. use a dentist <laughs> that, that I went to junior high with. But imagine being a child and you've been a victim of uh, some type of a horrible crime. And so when you go from there, and the next thing you know, then some prosecutor's coming up to you later on saying, hey, I'm handling this case. Now, now the child is having to relive the story multiple times. And it may change, too. The story, and that gets, but the initial thought is dealing with what is the child's experience. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes, Mm -hmm. when I walk people through why we do things the way they do, it starts to make sense. Who do you think are more uh, commonly victims of violent crime? Well, people with means or people with no means. And so people with limited means oftentimes are dealing with mass transportation, buses, those types of deals. And so it just makes it much more convenient to be able to be co-located where if we can get the child to there, then they can be interviewed by CPS, be interviewed by the investigators, the prosecutors are piggybacking on that same type of information. And if there's a SANE exam that needs to be done, it can actually take place there at the facility. Because there may be, we're also talking about as a parent, as a grandparent, as a loved one, you're thinking to yourself, well, I I would walk through glass for this child. But there's a whole lot of parents that don't think that. Obviously, sometimes parents are covering for a loved one, whether you usually right. it's a male in the house, and sometimes it's the only uh, wage earner, and so there gets to be a very real concern. Mm-hmm. And to where later on you'll have parents or grandparents, and they'll pull the support from the child. Well, at that point, if the child can't uh, fend for themselves, then they typically would fall off the landscape, and yeah. they may not get the attention. Whether it's uh, counseling as well, and so when you when you think about, and we can just kind of take a snapshot, one time fully develop it right there. The, the whole gist of it is, is to not re-victimize the victim. Right, and it just goes a lot smoother the quicker you can get this done. I totally understand. So uh, you also do other things. You have the no refusal program, um, but your biggest passion, like you mentioned, straight out was any crimes against children. And what? tell me some of those things that you see or you're experiencing as part of the physical abuse. Right, so um, in my position specifically— as it's grown and as we've seen more and more cases being filed, um, I focus primarily on um, kiddos under three years old and serious bodily injury cases up to and including child fatality cases. And so if any situation that we have where a child is murdered, where a child is seriously Uh. injured by an adult, that's going to come through me um, and either be handled by me directly or by a district court chief um, who's handled these kind of cases but those will come through us and being at Safe Harbor, oftentimes there are siblings in the home that will be interviewed um, or that may also be victims themselves. We've seen cases where oftentimes one child will go in with serious injuries mm-hmm. to the hospital and the second one will present with injuries as well. And so we, we find out about additional abuse because of that one serious child abuse case. So in my unit specifically, we handle any kiddo under three, any serious bodily injury case and child fatality cases. Um, th- are y'all working with some of the medical professionals? Yes. I, I know the answer to this question. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah well, that's, so that's what you do is you get them ready. <laughs> we're very fortunate to have, you know, some of the best um, medical facilities here in, in county and down in the medical mm-hmm. center. And the child abuse teams at those facilities are have open doors to us. Um, just as we have multidisciplinary team meetings here at Safe Harbor, they open their doors to us to, yeah, to interview talk these. Talk a little bit about the multidisciplinary teams. 
Right. So, you know, what, what that allows for us to do, and it's invaluable, especially on these physical abuse cases and sexual abuse cases, uh, we have direct access to medical staff who treat these, these children, um, to the counselors, to child care workers, to law enforcement. And we're all going to get in a room and we're going to discuss the cases. We're going to share information with one another. Um, and we're going to provide the information that we have so that every member of that team can do the best job that they can do in their lane. And so I can't tell you how many times we've had cases where a caregiver has um, made statements that are, you know, tend to show their guilt to a caseworker. And we know that because we sit down across the table from them. Um, it also allows us in our early on in our investigations on the physical abuse cases, when we're getting accounts of an injury to a child from a caregiver, usually a very young child, a baby, um, and a caregiver might give us a story about how that child got so seriously injured. And we have the medical staff there to say either yes or no, that's absolutely not possible. And it allows us to re-interview them and to really get to the bottom of what happened. So that, that sharing of information, just like um, Brett said, it, it allows us to not re-victimize these kiddos. And it just heightens the level of our cases, of our investigations, and allows us to see that the right result is met because we have all of the best information directly from the source rather than having to... And you're moving fast all the time is what I'm hearing you both say that you could be juggling several different cases and and most likely are on any given day, depending on the situation or what's going on. Right. Yeah. So we, you know, out at Safe Harbor, we're often involved very, very early on um, in the investigation and assisting law enforcement with their investigation, assisting with search warrants or arrest warrants or things that need to be done right there in the first few days. Um, Just like on some of our other specialized teams, we're available to go out to those scenes to assist law enforcement in whatever way they need. The the specialized caseload typically don't give them as many cases as they would in the regular trial courts. So the regular trial courts are going to have about 1,200 cases per court. Each district court, there's four uh, district courts that concentrate just on criminal matters now. Judge Hamilton, Judge McGinnis, Mm -hmm. Judge Mychalk, and Judge Grant. And they split the vast majority of uh, cases between them on the felony side. Each one will handle about 1,200 cases. So within those, you have a chief, a felony two, and a felony three. The chief has most experience. Mm-hmm. Number two has less, uh, has a lot of trial experience, but a little, uh, a little less supervisory experience. And the felony three is first two. Um, it's usually their first rotation in felony. Mm-hmm. Well, Shannon is a senior felony too, so she's supervising as well as handling her own cases. They're the trial uh, horses within the DA's office. But one of the tools that uh, Shannon gets to use every now and then, and probably one we'd like to use a lot more, uh, we had Ranger. Uh, everybody was familiar with uh, Ranger, the DA dog. Uh, we still have uh, Chaco, but our the newest addition to the DA's office family is Sumi. And yes, I, and I don't know how we can see Sumi, but she looks like she's sleeping right now. Hello. <laughs> Will she come to you? Maybe we can get Dave to uh, pan the camera. Dick. Dick. Dave, Super Dave, <laughs> Dick, Dave, Super whatever, Dave, Super Dick. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, she's over here. And tell me, tell me her role. What does she do? So Sumi is a courthouse dog. Um, usually, the courthouse dogs that we have were had a previous life as a service animal. Um, and every now and then, for for example, Chaco had a uh, Chaco is one of our other dogs. Chaco had an attention disorder. And uh, it was mainly for uh, people who had difficulty with sight. And every now and then, Chaka would take off. Well, you can't have a, a dog working visually impaired who would take somebody <laughs> across the street. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so Chaka was that original dog that would say squirrel and run off. Uh, 
And so uh, Chaco comes to us from another life. And uh, Pam had a ranger. And anybody who ever dealt with ranger knew that ranger had his own soul. And uh, ranger was as uplifting for the rest of the office because of the type of cases. Now, here you see Shanna, who looks like a young, vivacious mother of, of a couple of kids and those types of deals. The type of cases she works with wears on her as well. Sure. It's not a natural thing to have to go see an autopsy involving a three-month-old. It's something that very few people should have to see. And unfortunately, part of my job is to find people like Shanna who have the ability to process that information, store it away, and harness it when necessary. And so uh, not only are these courthouse dogs good for the ch uh, child victims, but they're really good for the DA's office as well. So, Pam, uh, if you can, I don't know if you can come over here a little bit. And uh, if you want to, I'm going to give you my uh, headphone real quick, or maybe Shanna will yeah. allow you to have hers and talk a little bit about Simi and what, uh, what y'all's mission is at the DA's office. So I've got a Pam trailer. Pam's been with the district attorney's office as a victim assistance coordinator for years. One of the uh, laws of the original state of Texas is uh, victim's assistance. It's actually in, uh, under the Texas Constitution, it's in the first article, uh, victim services. So you want to talk a little bit about that? About victim, assi victim sure. assistance. Sure. What, what do you do and how <clears throat> the dog helps you? I uh, work with felony um, um, cases. So mm -hmm. I only work with victims that are victims of felony crimes. And so they're the worst of the worst. Um, I found uh, years ago uh, some publications talking about uh, courthouse dogs and how they were beneficial to helping victims through the process. And so uh, I'm a huge dog lover, so I just decided that uh, I would like to incorporate that in my job. And um, so I started doing research and found some facilities that I thought would be appropriate because they had to be just the right dogs to be able to come into a courthouse. Uh, and we eventually found Ranger. And uh, he was with us for four years and did some amazing things. Uh, it's just been proven that uh, they're calming. Uh, we've seen in action how they've uh, helped a child be able to talk about the abuse that they've been through a lot uh, more easier and sometimes talk about it for the first time. It's more familiar for them. And, and we're able to use them. Friendly. There's case law that says we can actually use them in court, too. Uh, how often that's are nice. we able to do that? Uh, we do that quite often, actually, when we have a victim that's afraid, especially a young victim. Uh, they sit, I mean... 10 feet from the offender, and they have to go in the courtroom and talk about the uh, horrible things that have happened to him in front of that offender. So it's very stressful. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. It's terrorizing. Very scary. Yeah. Um, the dog is able to sit under the bench with them when they testify, gives them that security, that comfort, and they're able to talk about the abuse. That's, that's nice. So so does Sumi come to work with you every day? She does. She comes okay. with me every Are day. Are you her caretaker? Does she stay with you? I'm her handler. I have the okay. privilege of working with her and taking her home nice. each night. Nice. Well, I know that you have something else coming up, like right around now. So I do want to mention that you will be at the Liberty Bells Republican Women Luncheon at Panorama, Panorama Golf Club in Willis this Thursday, the 10th, from we'll 1130 a, to 1. I'll have a PowerPoint presentation, kind of touching on all the things, Internet Crimes Against Children, uh, Children's Safe Harbor. Shanna, will you be there, too? I can be if okay. Brett wants me there. <laughs> I'd like all the ladies okay. uh, that, that Are you bring the dog? crimes. Uh, absolutely. Pam, okay, would you, good. Would you be available? Yeah. Thursday, Pam. To Liberty Bell? Thursday, lunch. Yes. Hey, I'm why buying. not? I'm buying. It's all good then. All right. And uh, so if somebody has something they feel like needs to go to the DA's office, sure. and I, that may not be the right protocol or procedure to it, do it's that. It's usually not, other than yeah. public integrity crimes. Um, but you can, you do have a Facebook page, uh, MCTXADAO. Uh, Sumi should have a Facebook page. Just saying. Uh, Ranger did. 
Okay, okay. she's working on it. I'm sure we'll find out about that. But uh, you can go under mctx.org and find all the different uh, county offices, but and of course the one for the DA's office, and they have a local number, which is 936-539-7800, but most things go through police reports, right? right. Isn't that the normal we way, the first thing they need to do? Right. We are a, a law enforcement agency, but we're not primary law enforcement, so our preference is for to be investigated by a law enforcement agency. We have investigators. So usually after the reports are made, then our investigators are tracking down the things that we need versus what's uh, gone out there in the scene. A lot of our investigative work, whether it's Children's Safe Harbor, ICAC, some of the other ones we handle on a first generation, we actually do, the, do those investigations in-house. But primarily, it's your uh, law enforcement would be your sheriff's department, your constables, or your PD. And call 9-11 in any oh, emergency right. and now they have texting for 9-11 that. yes. that's pretty cool yes actually i know they've been working on that for a number of years so you both are a&m graduates correct right. class 91 oh, oh okay oh, should i say you're gonna class? do the whoop, sure. too? Go whoop okay all right <laughs> and uh you have been in your position uh, since 2008 yes i was 10 years in 08 uh, took office in 09 Yes. All right. And I was dark headed. So you still have a few good years left in you. I had uh, uh, dark <laughs> hair and, and one chin. So now I have two chins and gray okay. hair. Okay. So. And we won't even talk about other politics or anything yes. like that. We're going <laughs> to let that just roll. Yes, yes, so, yes. Okay. I, I appreciate you both coming on. And we're getting Sorry, ready Dick. for a wonderful Monday afternoon, a great week, Mother's Day weekend. And we're going to take a break and get ready for our next guest. Wonderful. Thank you. Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video. Lone Star Community Radio presents the Lone Star Radio Troupe. This talented cast will perform radio plays right here in the Lone Star Studios located in downtown Conroe. There will be a new performance every first Sunday of the month. And if you miss the broadcast, just go to Lone Star Community Radio's podcast or YouTube anytime during that month. Go to our LoneStar.com archives to find the Lone Star Radio Troupe's latest play that's available. This is Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's 104.5 FM and 106.1 FM Community Station. Find us on the web at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is a supporter to the performing arts in Montgomery County, Texas. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N chiropractic.com. Well, we are back, 
and this is an experiment because we have not been on Facebook Live. So I hope y'all are watching and sharing this. And we just had a wonderful experience. We've never had a dog on the show. So that was Sumi. She is the dog that's allowed in the courthouse to be with kids when they're telling the story of horrible abuse situations that have happened to them to help calm them down and repeat the story and give testimony and things like that. I think it's a great idea. And apparently soon, soon Sumi will have her own Facebook page. So we'll have to watch for that. And again, uh, Brett Legan, district attorney, will be at Liberty Bell's Republican Women Luncheon at Panorama Golf Club in Willis this Thursday, talking about some of these crimes against children. And so will his whole entourage with the dog and and everybody. And by the way, he got his wedding ring at Brownlee's Jewelers in downtown Conroe 25 years ago. Just throwing that out there. So my next guest here is Sean Johnson, and she has been on here before. She's with the city of Conroe. She is the manager for their transportation department. Welcome, Sean. Thank you, Margie. It's good to be here. Yeah, so you have exciting things going on. Yes, so much. So tomorrow we are hosting a public meeting at First Street Park at Washington Park from 2 to 6 p.m. because we're finally rolling out extended services. That's great. I remember the cold day. I want to say it was, it was February. In January. It was, it was January. Freezing. It was freezing. It was three years ago. And it we, was so cold. And it was so many people out there. I couldn't believe it. It was a big old block party. It was, it was. right when we launched uh, our transit. There was music. I was and there praying were for 20 riders bus that routes, week. And I know. It was, it was, I was, all I remember is it was cold. Yeah, <laughs> it was very cold. I know. And the but community gonna, was amazing. They they really came but out. But it's going to be better tomorrow because now yeah. you have expanded routes yes, and yes, it yes. won't be cold. I'm pretty sure it won't be cold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I know. We never know. Right. Uh, I mean, but anyway, so it's and where exactly is that park? That's not the same park it was held at. It actually is just renamed. Yeah. Okay, so I know where that's at. And And they've done a lot of renovations at that. They have. It looks really great. It's the same park that our buses it's they use as a transfer point. So um, like our north bus and our south bus meets at this park on First Street, Washington Park. Uh, at the top of every hour, and then they'll go into their separate routes. So our new our new routes will do the same. So it's a great place to engage our riders and drivers and people who actually use our system. What are you hearing about the transportation as far as, it, is it helping, making a big difference to those that don't have transportation oh, yes. to get to services mm-hmm. that they need? Mm-hmm. I know there's oftentimes uh, elderly mm-hmm. or disadvantaged individuals Absolutely. that... Don't have a vehicle, don't Absolutely. have transportation, mm-hmm. can't get to the grocery store, let's say, yeah. or doctor appointments or anything like yeah. that. Uh, so I'm sure this is making, yeah, it's quite it's a changing answer. their lifestyle. It really you know? is. And we hear a lot of stories all the time. In fact, if I have a bad day, I'll, I like to get on the bus and I'm reminded, as, you know, and just as take a ride and, yeah, and visit with because some of it's them. all the thank yous and the questions and. You know, they want to grow and expand and weekend service. And have we considered this and that? The success? Do you have weekend service? No, not yet. Oh, okay. We're running Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. But the success of this of this program, I mean, we average um, about 500 riders a week. That's just on our fixed route. Our ADA paratransit service complements that, that uh, service. And um, it has grown over 200% in just one year. So we are certainly meeting the needs and the communication is key between what planning, what we do on this end and the rider. So um, we hear amazing stories all the time that that's just moving. It gives people their independence. It's affordable 
and it gives them hope for being able to. How much is, to, is it to get a bus ride? One dollar. One dollar each time, but you can get like weekly or how does it work? Monthly can, passes? Yes. Like? So we, we sell uh, ticket booklets uh, out of the my office at the chamber building mm-hmm. and uh, there's 50 tickets in a booklet. Um, you can also qualify for half fare and a lot of people do, students, uh, veterans, people that have Medicare. Disabilities. Yeah. Things, things like, like that. that. Mm-hmm. So um, where do they, if they can't get to the chamber office, how do they find out about the bus routes? If they don't have internet, mm-hmm. let's say, yeah, and they can't get to the chamber, mm-hmm. is it there somewhere that like the Salvation Army or any place like that that knows about the bus routes? So yes, we work with a number of social service agencies in our community, um, from Angel Reach to um, Montgomery County Mills on Wheels, Salvation Army. Anybody who's working with a disadvantaged yes. population. Uh-huh. And then Perfect. a lot of times, too, like with the elderly, uh, they live in senior communities. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go and do presentations at their oh, main perfect. offices there. And once the it, word of mouth is the best oh, advertising yeah. ever. Don't so I know it? I know you do. <laughs> so it's that's true. probably where we get okay. the most of our referrals So it's from. growing all the time. Yes, ma'am. So tell me about the benefit of this new route. Well, the benefit of this route is just truly the destinations. We we are responding based on surveys that we've done. We pretty much conduct a board and a lighting survey is what it's called every year. And what we heard was that um, our community wants to go to Tri-County Services. Um, in fact, when Tri-County moved to their new building, our ridership decreased. Ah, and Evan's ah. like, Sean, we got to figure something out. <laughs> like, yeah, we do. Um, and so we've been working real close with them. Uh, the Social Security office, um, the high school, you know, um, we're also finally going out to Lone Star College out that's on nice. 3083. Oh, that's perfect. So we're real excited. Um, DPS, kids can go to First school. Street. Well, yes. not just kids, but adults. They can take the, uh, what do they call those? Uh, learning, lifetime learning classes Absolutely. and all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's just a start. It's our. I can tell you're excited. It's our reach a little further out. Right. And um, obviously, we we could partner closer with the college, and you know, maybe as we have more buses and funding, really fine tune that schedule to where it's complementing their class schedules Mm -hmm. and and length of you know colleges. You pretty much in. Right. You could be in class until the evening or night. Exactly. So there's so much more to do, but I'm just so happy that we're finally at a point where we've you know, taking all this information from our community and we actually have, you know, proposed routes. So what I'm looking for tomorrow is for the community to come out and say, hey, Sean, this makes sense or this does not. I live over here. How does this work? I need that kind of feedback. So when we roll this out, I'm taking all that into consideration. Well, absolutely. And you're a feet on the ground kind of girl. You're out in the community and you have to be. So you're out there listening and, and moving. And you have been working on this for a period of time, even before it rolled out oh, yeah. three years ago. Yeah. So you were working on funding, things we, like that? Yes, <laughs> just positioning ourselves to receive grant funding. Uh, our, our county grew ridiculously. So suddenly we went from a rural area to a large urbanized area. Right. Um, and so that just opened up a lot of doors. And, um, and yeah, I think I worked on this project probably about three years before we even launched. Mm-hmm. So. And you're funded through the Federal Transit Administration, mm-hmm. Texas Department of Transportation, yes. and of course, the city of Conroe. Yes, yes, yes. And so other, I know when we were doing the uh, Conroe Music 
Festival mm-hmm. last year at this time, we had talked about having a bus route, but it can't be used for that because these yeah. funds are restricted. They are very They're restricted. restricted for the use that they were intended for. Right. I cannot operate any type of charter service or personal limousine. But that's or good. So yeah. that means it's specific it's for that. to helping the people Absolutely. in this community. Absolutely. And it's all pretty much inner city Conroe. Mm-hmm. And now you're expanding out a little bit to yeah. offer more services so people can get more education, mm-hmm. shop more, get in, get the other additional services they need. Yeah, and so we're reaching more apartments now, more, I mean, you know, certain areas of our community. You take First Street North, it's very dense in population there. So I'm so excited to be able to offer these families another means of transportation. Um, you know, about a month ago, my car died. I was on the bus going to my mechanic, well, and it was the best see? feeling ever because it. Nobody you have to really use realizes. your own product, right? You have to know you, you do know, how to how accessible exactly. it is, so, how efficient it is. Is right, it working? Right. You know, I don't know if I'd like to have my car not working to find yeah, it out. Though. I, I didn't care. It, it was on the route. <laughs> I knew that my mechanic was on the route. So if I could just walk across well, the good. street and get to a bus stop. I don't know. To me, it's just a living example. I want our community to use this service to embrace it. Um, you can even I, go to the courthouse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have two boys that are in high school, and I know a lot of students that use it or try to, so this will make it easier. I just want the community to embrace it, whoever needs it, to know about it, and for there not to be barriers for them to use it. Oh, I love it because, you know, transportation is a hot button out here oh, yes. in Montgomery County, but oh, at yes. least the city of Conroe does have a bus system and it is working. It's functioning. It's efficient. It's affordable mm-hmm. <laughs> for a yeah. dollar each time yeah. to get on the bus. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have a pass. You can give them a dollar, right? That's it. Okay. So this is happening tomorrow, open house, 2 mm-hmm. to 6 p.m. at Booker T. Washington Park, which is right down from the Salvation Army, yes, right? it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's easily... Uh, accessible and mm-hmm. you will have a lot of different people there. I'm sure you'll do um, maybe a ribbon cutting or I don't know what you're going to well, do. Well, yeah. So, so tomorrow <laughs> we'll have our exhibit. So uh, we'll have oversized maps of our current route and oversized maps of and our Spanish too. Routes, also in Spanish. Um, and so we'll, you know, again, we're just trying to get community feedback and for them to ask questions, you know, they may wonder why we're going this way and not another way. So we want to be able to have that conversation. Well, it's exciting. I, I could just tell you're so excited oh, about just... this. You're more excited than I've seen you, actually. This this is like a you know, big this is my deal. Baby. Yes, it, it is. is. So. And you can find out more by going to the cityofconroe.org and going to uh, Departments Transportation. They also have a Facebook page, mm-hmm. Conroe Connection. We've also shared this information Thank on you. Conroe Culture News. So when you're done listening to our show, don't do it now. But when you're done, <laughs> you can go on there and see the event will be posted there and all the information. Yep. Anything else you want to add? Thank you so much for letting oh, me come absolutely. on Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be a wonderful day. Thank well, you. thank you so much. I appreciate, appreciate you, Sean. And we will have another break. And this show is sponsored by Rogerstone Chiropractic. And it's the place you need to go if you're not feeling right. And uh, my next guest will be Zach Richmond. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 
4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogerssteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, the Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. The Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936 647 3776. Okay, and we're wrapping it up today with Zach Richmond of the Richmond Realty Group, Remax, the Woodlands, and Spring. He's from the South Side, but we're going to call that. Southern Conroe. That's right. That's right. Hey, <laughs> Montgomery County. It's all. It's all Montgomery County. It's, it's all, all good. It's all good news. <laughs> and since we were talking about crimes against kids, we're also going to talk. Yeah. You know, earlier with Brett Legan, District Attorney, and uh, his assistant DA, um, Shanna Redwine. And the dog, Suma. You got to meet the dog. That's a little cutie right there. I know. I know. What a great idea. I know. So we're also going to talk about what's happening this Thursday. What is happening this Thursday? Well, first off, can I just say, like, thank you so much for the opportunity. Margie is literally my most favorite person. I think my man Aww. back here can agree. Whatever. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> so, hey, thank you for this opportunity. And it's kind of cool that I get to wrap up from two great presenters. So, Kudos to them. You guys bring on good talent. I'm just, I'm thankful I got the call to just talk about Montgomery County Youth Services, Yes to Youth. So anyways, I just want to say hi to my mom. Hello. <laughs> That's cool. You're doing this YouTube live. I love it. You guys are so awesome. I know. Awesome. We're rocking it. Well, it's also on FM. It's also That's on YouTube right. live. And Hey, this is a diamond know, here hey, in Conroe. I love that's it. That's right. And soon to be on the TV channel, too, local hey, TV channel. There you go. So anyhow, so you have an event coming up at Shelter for Shelter this Thursday yeah. at Mercedes-Benz in the Woodlands. Yeah, so it's really exciting. So uh, when I first got into real estate, I, I, I actually work with my mother-in-law. So And she's sweet. <laughs> she is sweet. I really like her. Yeah, I know. So I, She's a good sidekick for you. You know what? And she's Keeps patient. She's kind. She's joyful. She's happy. So she can put up with me. I can actually see her kicking you. <laughs> <laughs> so, she might she yeah, might yeah yeah well yeah she she can be right very wrathful but okay. uh, i'm still invited to thanksgiving and to christmas so i think i'm doing all right but 
when we first got together and wanted to do this real estate uh, opportunity, we talked about what we believed in. And one of the things that we believed in, and it kind of goes to a little biblical perspective, but um, widows and orphans, you know, you got to feed the sheep. And my mother-in-law, unfortunately, she is a widow. And growing up in this community, we have a lot of great things here, but there's also a lot of kids that, you know, don't have the opportunities that many of us have. And so it's one of our big passions to give back to the kids. I mean, we're in real estate, we're selling homes. It's wonderful. You get to see so many people have the dream of having that home they've always wanted. But then you also have to think about, you know, there's kids out there right now today that are still trying to find some food, still trying to find a place to shelter. And so for us, through no part of their own. So, yes. you know, it's kind of like the abuse that we were hearing about from Absolutely. the DA's office. They're, they're left, uh, they're taken into CPS yeah. or they have other circumstance going on. So it brings them to Montgomery County Youth Services. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm proud to serve with Montgomery County Youth Services. And so what we decided is, all right, how can we use our opportunity in real estate and make it an opportunity for those that are in crisis? And so uh, through the grace of my mother-in-law allowing me to just feed ramen to the table for all the whole family for uh, a little bit, we were we came up with an idea. It's called Shelter for Shelter. So what Shelter for Shelter is, is we raise money and then we match it through selling homes. So for our shelter that we sell, we're donating 25% of our profits up to $25,000 to go to the homeless shelter of Montgomery County Youth Services for uh, the kids. And so that's how we got the name Shelter for Shelter. So this is our second year doing it. And how much did you raise last year? Last year we raised $50,000. That's amazing. With the donations and the match. And it's unlike, it's a non-gala gala. So it's Thursday at Mercedes-Benz of the Woodlands. And I just want to say kudos to them. They are a wonderful sponsor for allowing us to do this again. We had 215 people there last year and it's a non-gala gala. So you come there and it's really one that you want to come to with your spouse or friends. There's libations, there's entertainment, there's great networking opportunities. There's food, there's music. That's right. You know, <laughs> all and, the things, but there's no raffle, no live auction, no public ask of money. Your door in, which is the charitable donation to Montgomery County Youth Services gets you all the fun you want. And the program is short. We really wanted to make it more about awareness about what's really out there. I mean, we turn away a thousand kids every year. And so don't I know it? I know I, you had some involvement with MCYS in the past. And yep, so five years working uh, in the streets with homeless youth. Absolutely. So you can understand the importance of this and, and what the events able to do. So it's really cool that will in a 12 month span been able to donate and raise a hundred thousand dollars to the homeless shelter because of how wonderful and charitable this community is. So you are matching dollar for dollar up to $25,000. Let me just reiterate that. So people that come in and spend 75, you will turn that around to $150. Yeah. So your ticket is $75. And so if you get a ticket with your spouse, that's $150 that you put in and we'll come in and match that. And, and you're matching make sponsors too? We are. There okay. are some costs that go into it, but for the sponsors, we're at minimum matching $300 from each. And okay. so we have amazing sponsors. And so we're just really thankful. I, I wish I had the list. I always try and let them know, but we have a ton. And so we're honored. We just had America's ER and Jay Beard Real Estate and Associates and Strike just come in 
actually on Friday. So, so they can go to your website and yeah. see all this information. Make it easy peasy. Well, make it easier. How about they go to Montgomery County Youth Services website? Because okay. there is a link to buy there. Um, so it will talk about the other events we have going on because this is a third-party event. We do it because we love this community. And the shelter is not too far from here. But it's one of those things where it really it just kind of hits home if you spend some time with the kids volunteering and seeing how awesome they are. I'm like, those are kids are I know, awesome. They are. They are. They're very engaging. I loved working there. It's amazing. You know, I was given a shot as a kid, many shots, actually. I had a lot of forgiving people in my I life. I don't doubt that. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there's, so. there's kids out there that are, they have the utmost, biggest dream, passions out there to do amazing things. And all they need is somebody just to tell them that they can do it and get them in a place. They need relationships and they need their basic needs. Man. Yeah. I mean, literally every time I go there, uh, we'll be there tonight. We're doing a board of directors dinner where we take food to them and mm -hmm. just spend some time and cherish how awesome they are. Every time I leave that, I always end up crying on the way home. I have well. to pull over just to collect myself. And so it's really something that, you know, I'm very thankful that my mother-in-law allows me to have these exuberant ideas to Give away $25,000. I'm sure you have something to do with it, but I'm just saying. So people can find out more about this also on your Facebook page, which is they can go to the event, Shelter for Shelter. It's yes, easy to it put has, that Google yep. in there, Shelter for Shelter, yeah. or uh, Richmond Realty Group, and find out more information. So you can still get tickets. You can still go, right? Absolutely. We're going to be selling tickets at the door, too. So we have 200 tickets already sold. We're capping it at 300, so... Um, if it's easier to buy it ahead of time rather than to come, but, okay. uh, Mercedes Benz Thursday night starts at six 30 to nine 30. We have, to we have a 30 minute program. The rest is about cherishing MCYS and getting to meet some of the people involved with the organization and our sponsors, Be a part of the how community. awesome they are. I wish I had the list. There's That's like okay. 38 of you can them. go there. <laughs> you can, it's been in the news. It's been in the courier. It's been throughout different places. Hello Woodlands. Go to any of those sources, yeah. find the information, come to the event Shelter for Shelter, Thursday night, 6.30 to 9.30, Mercedes-Benz of the Woodlands. Thank you, Zach Richmond. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful day. That about wraps up our show. And this is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic. I'm Margie Taylor, Taylorized PR. Go to Conroe Culture News to follow up on this. And we will see y'all next week. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV and Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course, their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted, and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.